Marco Figueroa is a security professional, an incredible high performer. We go into tactics, techniques, habits, anything to uplevel your performance. We're all about 120. He goes into his New York Bronx story and the nitty grittiness of just getting after it, doing anything that you can to uplevel. This is a fascinating conversation and a high energy one that I know you'll love. Marco, freaking incredible to have you here. And you're such a hard charger, fired up person. Uh, voice stuck with me and that keeps on coming up pretty much every day is your one word for this year. One yeah. fucking 20. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, buddy. And is, uh, uh, go ahead. It's, it's about giving uh, 120% every day. You know, are you, are you really giving it everything you got every mm. minute? Even if it's like people, you know, chillaxing, are you there? Are you present? Right? Is it structured? Is it scheduled? Is it that downtime that you want for yourself? And, and and is it intentional? So all of it counts. Everything counts. Give it 100 and fucking 20%. It's, um, and I'm, I'm going to start recording these because I've only recorded one and we did a drop-in session right before. And you just said, I freaking needed that. Um, and just to get right to it real and raw, do you mind... You don't have to go into the details like what what is it that why did you need to connect to your heart and just to love yourself and forgive yourself right now and send someone else love yeah because i'm hard on myself hmm. i'm my hardest critic i push myself and you know at the end of the day my, my thing is that i give it 120 today and hmm. if i didn't why not and then it's am i better than yesterday's marco Mm. you know and and sometimes i'm too hard on myself so it was good to say you know pat myself on the back say it's okay yeah tomorrow's another day or i still have x amount of hours left in the day mm -hmm. so i think it brought me presence to like allow myself to forgive myself and and i always love myself you know i think for me, I, I, my confidence, I, I'm grateful to have confidence. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. And I'm also hard on other people that I love, that I know that are not giving it all and that they're not squeezing the towel. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, it's not that I'm gung-ho and I get upset. It's like, you need a motivational speech. How many of these do you need to get going? That is, is how I forgive, like what I just said, I forgive, like forgive someone. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it was, you know, because there's sometimes I'm like, how many motivational speeches you need? How many sit downs do you need? And it's the same thing over and over. So it's like, do you give up on that person? No. You know, you, you love that person. You want them to grow. You want them to take it to that next level. But then that, uh, that, that brings you to what do you need to understand from them mm -hmm. to make them push themselves on another level. And a lot of times is I think realizing what, what I've been going through is figuring out what is important to that person. Yeah, and yeah. especially 
if they don't know, it's giving them questions to allow their brain and their subconscious to go ahead and start, you know, figuring that out. When you bring that up, I see that as, I see that as love because I, um, when you have the ability to make someone realize their greatest potential or to, to, when they grow, if you help them, that is the greatest satisfaction for someone else to feel it. But also when you're able to give it, I mean, that's just sensational. And, and it brings me back to my childhood of, um, there's different ways of parenting and I'm, I'm me being a parent myself and I know you're a parent too. It's a, it's a, it's a fine line of balancing. Um, my mom was very open with, well, I'm going to give you the freedom to choose whatever you want. And if you want to do great in school, amazing. If not, then you can explore, but I'm expecting you to pass. Mm-hmm. Everything else is, it's up to your, your standard. And, um, my reality shifted when I was 15 and I moved to my dad and he was like, yeah, you're going to get an A or a B. Like, there's no other option. And I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? And my dad, my mom comes from a very spiritual, philosophical background. And my dad is highest up at a company running things. And he will not, just the standards are completely different. And uh, that is one of the greatest gifts he has ever given me. Um, but it's also one of the the things that I've challenged with the most within my life and that's forgiveness and is loving myself mm. because I've not been able to achieve or produce enough. Um, and I think from the shorter interactions that we've had so far, your awareness is there. Yeah. And, and it brings me to it. Where did this come from for you? Where did this sensational drive come from for you? I, I, I want, we're going to go there. Yeah. But just a quick, quick thing. I'm, I'm like your dad. I A's and B's period, but I will allow you to get there yourself. And then if you don't, if you can't get there, what do you need? Let's, let's Mm. recalibrate. Yes. Let's figure it out. You're not going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. But in, in the household is like, if you get A and B's, you're, you're winning. You get what you want. Because this is like, I, I, I treat the house like a corporation, like A's and B's. Winners are performers and they get rewarded. Where if you're in the bottom of the barrel, okay, you know, you're going to get written up. But what do we need to push you to that next level? Is it laziness? Mm. Do you not want to go through the pain to get there? So I, I A, hands off until I need to be hands on. And then it's a recalibration of what you're have been doing and do we need help right do we need external help a consultant like a, a tutor or whatever to get you where you need to be right and and if, I, love, I love that you use consultant yeah, yeah. so yeah. so you bring them in and does that work mm-hmm. now you ask the question how did i get here what what did i do so i wasn't a good student and i wasn't very smart i, I know that Right. But what I had, that's hard to believe. Yeah. What I had was um, I used to play baseball and baseball was determined by if you pass your classes, you were able to to play. Right. So throughout high school, I had to pass, get the minimum grades to play. That was super important. I did it. I had you had. And and why baseball? 
of all sports? Uh, it was, I was good at it. I, I think I found um, a drive, right? A habit. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to take X amount of ground balls. So I think I built my grit and understanding the process to get better through baseball mm-hmm. throughout my, you know, youth. So I found, I started playing organized ball when I was 12. When I was 15, I went into high school and then I was like, oh, you got to do good in school to play. There were, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. So that allowed me to say, I'm not going to be an F up. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the bare minimum. And then I understood to get into a good school, you need better grades. So then, you know, I, that, that was the thing. I wasn't a good student. I just knew how to play the game. Mm-hmm. The game was you be friendly with the teacher, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to, and, and don't get me wrong. I was born and raised in the Bronx. Right. So just to give you a heads up on the high school I went to, I came in with around 2000 students, freshman year, something, something like that, maybe 1000, 2000. When I graduated, I knew four people. Every, most of the people had, you know, either dropped out or, or attended another year of high school, whatever the case is, but it was a low um, graduation rate. They closed the school eventually. But um, what I did was, you know, I said, hey, I'm, this is how I'm going to get out of the Bronx mm-hmm. is baseball. I got a scholarship to play at a, a community college. Mm-hmm. And that went well for two years. Then I went to Temple University and I played there for one year. And then I understood I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to get drafted. I'm not going to be in the majors. All right. So then I was like, I was trying to figure out. So before the next step, Mm -hmm. tell us what it was like to play baseball in Bronx. Like, and I'll tell you, so my perception, all right. And my view, Mm -hmm. um, why I came to the United States was basketball was a big part and and mm-hmm. one mixtapes i was ooh, that, that <laughs> was it and that was i mean it's all new york or majority is new york yeah. and uh i was just freaking fascinated in love with it i'm like whoa N- like nitty gritty just uh people with their shirts off with concrete with with fences and it was just down and dirty and, and it was passionate it was real uh, there was uh, just very much the opposite of the Swedish culture, which I, I grew up on an island part of my life, and it was very low-key, yeah, very calm, a lot of farmers. People didn't really care about getting better, and then I saw this. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. and I heard DMX. I'm like, whoa, and uh, yes. Yeah. Don't fight my dogs, don't ride. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a DMX head. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Absolutely. So, what happened? What was that like? Tell us, like, what was that like growing up in the Bronx? And when you say playing baseball there, too? Yeah, it was. Uh, when I tell you it's, it's hard, um, I always give this example. When I was 18, I was happy I was alive. Hmm. When I was 21, I'm like, OMG, I'm, I'm like, I really, I, I could... I'm alive, alive, like I'm aware and I wasn't a statistic. Right. And then when I was 33, I was like, I made Jesus's age. I'm happy. Hmm. Right. I could, I could go from there. So it it was hard. You're talking about baseball. 
one thing that comes to mind was we were in Katona Park. We were facing a rival. And this rival initially played at our field and the catcher got into a brawl with one of the guys. So when we went over there after the game, we used to do some sprints, right? And when we went out to the outfield to talk and do sprints, they had this like mini mob come into the field with bats and like go ham on our team. Like some dude got like kneecapped. Yeah, it was, it was, I've never seen anything like knives and stuff like that. And the guy they wanted, I don't know how to this day, I don't know how he slipped away, but he slipped away and ran away and he got home without an issue. And then they like, we were like, yeah, you got to leave because this is, was because of you. But it was, there was always something going on. And in the Bronx, you know, it, you can look up uh, stuff on Instagram or even YouTube of how the Bronx is, right? It's it's something where, you know, it is rough. It is, it is difficult, you know, on where I lived on Castle Hill, shout out to Castle Hill, mm-hmm. um, you know, at night, there's three, there's three streets that when you're walking home, you must be very aware, hyper aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And in, in New York, you're either shark or prey. So something, you know, um, two years ago, I, I was there in the Bronx, and I'm walking to a store, and I made eye contact. Now, when you make eye contact with someone, the first one to break eye contact is is the prey or especially if you look down so if you look down that's even worse so you have to you have to be aware of of you know what's going on there so it's 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 something that i would say i'm i'm used to now i think i lost some of it when I moved out and I, and I moved to California, right. That shark is, is not a shark. Maybe it's a dolphin now, hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 I think it'll always be there. The killer instinct. But for me, I think what transformed me after going to college and coming back to the Bronx, you know, I, I need to scratch something off of my first paycheck. So I have, Right on the right side of me, uh, my first paycheck, uh, when I came back to the Bronx, I, I worked at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And I always keep it as a reminder w- where I came from mm-hmm. and what it took to get to where I'm at today. Like hard work. Mm-hmm. There's no substitution for it. For you to get better, you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, when I was in New York, what I committed to myself is I got to get out the hood. I have to get out the hood. This is not my life. I got to get out the hood. And there's nothing wrong. I I want you to know that I have a lot of friends and family that still live there. And there's nothing wrong with it. But what I knew is I want more for myself. Mm -hmm. I want to do bigger and better things. I want to push. I want to make things happen. And, but it starts with hard work. And what I did was I decided, and I have one friend that's seen it from day one. I started at Home Depot every single time I worked at lunchtime, I was reading uh, computer books, getting a certification so I can get 
the certifications I needed to get a job because mm -hmm. I knew that was the route that I needed to go to make things happen. And then what I understood because I wasn't a strong reader and I wasn't a, uh, my comprehension wasn't as good. I started to figure out, okay, let me set goals where I want to go. So you need that destination. And then what is going to take me to get there? And then I'm going to start just chipping away at it and be persistent. And, you know, you get distracted by all these shiny things, but it's that every day pushing to that specific goal that you need to get to, to achieve it. So this fascination and to see where you are today this makes it even a greater story and i'm like all right i'm, I'm rooting you on as you're telling your story mm -hmm. and um now you are in in my eyes a very technical position mm -hmm. as a threat senior researcher mm -hmm. at um well we won't disclose the name it yeah. doesn't matter really yeah. but um you're in cybersecurity, and mm -hmm. it's not it's, it's not a job that was around. They didn't even exist, I assume, when you grew up. Yep. How did you get into the line of work and why study computers? <clears throat> I knew from an early age that computers was the future. How did I get into security? Um, I went to a conference, right? There is security back in the day was a system administrator at a network, right? Basically, you created and all this stuff. So one of the things that I, I went to the hacker conference, DEF CON, and I was looking and there's something called a pen tester where they test your systems for vulnerabilities and, and they help you um, identify them. So I went to this conference and I'm like, first of all, there's not a industry, a security industry. Second of all, there's all these pen testers and there's no defenders. So I'm going to concentrate on reverse engineering that could give me offense and defensive capabilities, but I'm going to lean towards where all this malware and everything is created to understand how the malware works and to provide ident um, how to identify it on networks. And this was like, I carved out my niche hmm. back in 2006. Dude, for anyone yeah. that doesn't know how early that is, that's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's knowing one, your, your passion and trying to like, you know, just throw darts at a dartboard and, and saying, okay, this is going to be my passion. And, you know, I think my first job was in 2004 as a desktop support. And what I said was, I'm in, that's all I needed. I needed just one in one yep. foot in. I'm going to take care of the rest and I'm just going to fucking work. I'm going to put in my work day in and day out. And then it's very important to be around like-minded individuals mm -hmm. because the one thing I say, when you're around like-minded individuals, you guys are going to work together hard. You're going to push each other. You're going to love what you're doing and you're going to hang out. And I still have, relationships back from when I started from my first gig. So, you know, we don't stay in touch anymore, but both of us were desktop support guys. And both of us are now in the security industry because he didn't mm. stop either. Mm. So it, it's, it is amazing 
you know, what this industry has done for me and, and I want to always give back. Mm -hmm. So I grew up on, um, so it's an island called Gotland and I grew up with people from, there's nothing comparable to Bronx. Um, Mm -hmm. even I've, I've been briefly to Bronx and there, there's nothing of that sort, but it's still not the best neighborhoods. And I, I grew up in a, in, <laughs> it's funny to say this, it's this, it's the biggest island of Sweden, but, um, rap culture, basketball, the whole thing, we were into that and we try to emulate the, the African American culture and we, we got all into it and, and one mixtapes and all that. So, so I can relate to your background. I never know authentically what it was like. But I can relate to what it was like to take myself out of an area like this, mm -hmm. not being completely just on the other side of the globe, because I did not want to become just an average person, just mm -hmm. doing what everyone else was doing. And most recently, so I just opened up my Facebook account and Instagram account for first time in five years and I started posting as I'm launching this new business. And there are a lot of things that are coming up from my past. And, um, and I'm realizing, whoa, because I'm now elevating myself mm -hmm. to associate myself in a whole different genre of, you can say people and ways of going about life. And there are some people I truly admire for their loyalty, their kindness, their thoughtfulness, but some of them are still, let's say, um, they have worked at a, and if, if this, if this brings them happiness, working at a grocery store, that is, that is okay. But I think a lot of people just fall into it and that is just, they do it for sometimes the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. What was, do you, when you mentioned relationships and that is a key thing, do you still keep in, I assume you still have some relationships left in, in yeah. New York and have, Bronx and, and how do you, yeah, how do you, how do you deal with and how do you upkeep those while not feeling like, okay, how do I still remain up high and I know my, who I am in integrity, right? I think there's a lot of ways to do that, right? I think for me, I, I reach out, you know, holiday is the usual. But it's you're playing on a on on a different level. It, they can't comprehend that they have to get off the rat wheel or, or the wheel where the where you know these squirrels go, right? Because it's it's a everlasting thing. And most of the time, for me, I always tell my friends, man, stop acting to the day. The day is happening for you, rather than creating your day. You know, if you're a Picasso and you have a blank slate, what are you creating? Are you willing to create that masterpiece and take time to understand where you're going? And a lot of people can't wrap their heads around that. And, and that is one of the big things. And, you know, I, I never, I never ever try to, to, I'm not a put, I'm not that type of guy that puts down people. I'm the type of guy that lifts everything up. So the way I look at it, whether it's my social media, and I think I told you this, whether it's my social media and I'm in the middle and I have all my friends is how do I pull everyone up? Because if I pull everyone up, everyone's going to come up with me. And that's what I do. You know, my, my friend, I remember this in 2005, one of my best friends in the world. I still talk to him today. 
It's like, you're never going to be a millionaire. I was like, you know what? That's your limitation. It's mm. not my limitation. Mm-hmm. That's your limitation. I think I could be, you know, ex multimillionaire. I think I could be a billionaire one day. I think for me, it's not about the money. It's about the journey and the process and, and going through it. And this is what I always tell people. Don't chase the money. You're doing it wrong. Chase the love of what you're doing because you will get paid for it. It doesn't matter what it is. So if you love Transformers, you could be the expert on Transformers and have a podcast just on Transformers and a blog post, a forum where you have people that love Transformers, right? That's like your passion. And and that's the thing. You could create a community that can do something. I'm not saying, you know, it's going to make you X amount of money, but if it if you have love for it, you have passion for it, you know, so what? You make 40, 50 grand or even 20. But can you live with that? Are you loving waking up? Are you happiness there? For me, it's it's like for every every day I wake up, I get to work in my, you know, field that I love and I have passion for. And if I hated it, I wouldn't be as good as it because I'm just going through the motions. Mm, yeah. Right. And and that's one of the things I love is is every morning I'm I'm Picasso. Who's going to tell me I'm not Picasso in my industry, in my field, in my life? Mm. Blank slate right there. I paint my pictures the way I think they look like Picasso or better, right? And this is just the mentality. Winning mentality is you wake up and you are proactive. I'm, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win big. Winning big for me is what I decide winning is. Not you, not someone else, not my significant other, not my mom, not my brother. It's like, put these two fingers in your ear and listen to yourself and tell yourself or ask yourself, what is winning for you? What can you stop doing so you can win more? How do you win big or bigger? And these are the questions you ask yourself the right questions, you will get the right answers from it, period. It's like one thing that I always tell people is, do you know how to grind? Do you know what that is? Have you put in that work? When you get to that pain threshold, do you know how to push through? Or do you know how to give yourself a break? Because it's like your brain is like, you know, you're doing bicep curls when, you, when you're working, when you're using your brain. You got to let it release and and you got another set coming, right? Mm -hmm. Use the Pomodoro technique. 25 minutes on, give that bicep a rest. Give it five minutes. Get back in at 25. Then do four sets of that and take a 15-minute break. See what I'm saying? So there's a process. You got to search for these people that have nuggets that you think you may need. So you're bringing up in the beginning their love and passion. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've been considering, reflecting on quite a bit lately as stoicism is more and more prominent in my life. 
as there is a scale, you can say, of how do you love and get passionate about something that you do, but don't get swayed by the love and passion for it. Mm-hmm. That, you, that you get sometimes blinded because you are so fascinated or into what you're doing that you lose, you can say, your values, your principles, um, relationships. I've certainly mm-hmm. been there. And um, passion and love was something that drove me here to the United States too because I wanted to experience a full range of emotions, not just being in a safe zone all the time, in the status quo all the time. And now it's something, and, and so my one of my best friends growing up, he's from Chile, a lot of passion in, in that family. And... Uh, and everything from the food to the dancing and i'm married to a woman who's she's half ecuadorian so that, that still sticks with me to this day an expression of salsa there's a lot of passion a lot of love a lot of emotion in it mm-hmm. um you i see strokes in you when you're saying painting your masterpiece and, and you're the artist like i see strokes like that within you yourself like do you mind going into where that comes from yeah, I think I think emotion creates motion, right? If you are animated and you love something, it's going to give you that energy, that thing you want, right? That blood is going to be moving, right? This is why when you feel like when you when you do exercise, you feel a certain way. You feel like, oh, I feel fresh, right? Anytime you feel tired or you're not amp to do something, do 10 squats, do 15 jumping jacks. Let me see how you feel to do what it is. And then, you know, it's, it's who I think as I grow up is like, I'm so passionate about, about things, not passionate as, as just being an asshole. It's just like excited where the opportunity, the opportunity of doing something that you've never done or having an experience that, you're going to feel. And it's like, how do you take yourself to another level? And to me, it's that passion, that love, that that emotion that you need to get you through something when you don't want to do it. And, you know, going to David Goggins, which I recommend that everyone read that book. It's, you know, in that book, he says, do something you don't like. Every day, I hate, I hate washing dishes. I don't think anyone that I know washes them like me though. I, but it's a passion, but I force myself to wash the dishes like no one can. Like real fast and hard, like I love it, right? <laughs> I hate to, like I literally, like my neck, cramps up when I'm folding clothes. I do not like to fold clothes at all. I I like don't look forward to after this, I'm going to fold clothes because I washed earlier today. But all of my clothes that I fold are on point, like if I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's just a process like I know I'm a beach you brain. I'm, I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah, you might give me a feeling that, that you don't want to do it, but I control you. I control my body. If I want to read a hundred pages, I'm going to will myself 
to read those hundred pages. Where when it's too hard and there's pain, it's learning how to, you know, like, like he says, callous your mind. And I think, you know, I was doing that before, but now he gave me a way how to explain it. Mm. Right. I was, I was learning, like, I got to do this. This is, it's going to happen. And it's the same thing with the Pomodoro technique. It allows, okay, you're such in pain. Here's your five minute break. Do what you need to do. Go outside, you know, swing your neck. Boom. And you're going into concepts there mm -hmm. that is getting me. I mean, you've mentioned two things and now I'm realizing that um, it's sticking with me. And that's another thing that you brought up from David Goggins. And um, that's something that the, the Stoics talk about a lot too, is do what's uncomfortable because you practice your mind to getting used to how you face difficulties in life. Difficulties will never go away. They will always be there. Mm -hmm. You will determine the quality of your life by how you face obstacles, by how you face difficulties. And the more you face them, the better you get at it. So you might as well face them on your accord in your like on your terms rather than them happening smack face in your yeah just in you um in your regular day to day or whenever they happen so it's it's something that i want to make a practice um and it's inspiring me too and what you said too how you fold your clothes you do it with the utmost integrity like how you do anything is how you do everything um you're truly speaking like the the diamond in the rough and uh, I'm I'm freaking I'm very intrigued to hear about who was there anyone when growing up that really you looked up to or influenced you that you saw as okay wow this is now, mm -hmm. yeah. I think one of the things and I, I literally have to call him because I've been wanting to call him for like a year and tell him this so I used to have this friend in, in, in the Bronx where we grew up. We used to snap on each other. We used to, you know, do like just play games and everything. And I used to have this friend. His name is Alex Torres. He probably doesn't even know this, but it's, it has stayed with me forever and a day and has given me the confidence where I don't care what people say. So he used to, we used to snap on him. He used to do stuff. And his thing would be, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. He'll say it 25 times and would not give a damn. And he would just say that over and over. So, and, and, so, what? I don't give a fuck. That was his whole little pattern when we used to, like, go into these groups. Mm. It didn't matter what it was. He was like, so, and, what? And it always stuck with me. And I think to this day... That's the attitude I feel about like when people are judging or talking and this, that, and the other, it is hard for me to give two shits what people say, you know, of, of course, you know, for me, it is important where it, it's like, I give a damn, but I really don't. Right. It, it depends. Of course, who's it coming from? Is it constructive criticism is different. Right. Because you're trying to make me better. But if it's just criticism, critiquing me for no reason, and I know it's just bull and it, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter. I go re refer back to him. Mm -hmm. So that that right there, it brings me back to that. And, you know, when it comes to my passion is, is having these 
discussions. I have a passion for it, right? One of the things is I feel like your day is, is like a movie, right? And then you have a battery throughout that movie that you got to go to sleep. So it's like, how do you manage your energy? And it's really being self-aware. And, and I know I'm going to go on a tangent, but I need to get, we're going close to dirt now. Mm-hmm. If one day is a movie and you want to get the best out of it, that means you got to do everything right. What, the, what do I mean by do everything right? It's putting the right nutrients in, giving yourself the right vitamins, eating the right foods, exercising, and performing. Even if it's playing with your children, it's having that energy to give them 120%, right? So it's like managing everything and not being anal retentive, but just like, all right, the way the, so taking three steps back, the way you figure shit out is you have to measure it. It has to be measured. And then you got to put metrics behind it. Like, let's be technical now. You have to put metrics behind it. What does that mean? Let's say I have I have a ring here. That's an aura ring. I have my Apple Watch. And every day I burn around, I think it's for me to to like be good. I I I need to eat around 2000 calories, let's say. And I usually burn anywhere from 25, 26 when I go to the gym. So now, or, or including the gym or a little less, a thousand, sorry, a thousand calories I burn at the gym for an hour. I need to eat 2000. So if you take that away, I really need to eat 3000 or 2,500, depending on how much activity I got. So if I want to perform at a high level, I need to eat one 2,400 calories, right? I got to drink one gallon of water. That's to perform at the highest level. That's giving your body the nutrients it needs to perform at a high level. This is all going somewhere. So now I wake up at five in the morning, right? I skip. I don't eat uh, my first meal until after the gym. Take a shake. Okay. Now it's time to be a mental athlete starting at 9 a.m. From 9 a.m. to 12, I go hard. I take a break eat, go hard again from one to five in between maybe a snack or another shake at three and then eat a meal at six. So right there, I gave you 13 hours of pure performance. Now from six to seven, I might be doing something random, taking a quick break, um, spending time with my family. And then it's time to wind down starting at 738. I might read something productive. I have magazines there. It all depends on the day. And then it's day in and day out. Every day, what I just told you, five days a week, day in and day out, giving it 120 and making sure you're sleeping correctly. And this is why I have the ring because I want to see, I need metrics. How much REM am I getting? How much sleep am I getting? What time? What's the average time I go to sleep? How am I feeling when I wake up? Why is this happening? So these are questions that you need to ask yourself so you can perform at a high level.
It's a must. People don't go that deep, but when you flip over every rock, every rock is unturned. And then you keep on asking questions. How can I get better? How can I do more? What can I do? These are the things that put you on that high level. A lot of people don't want to go there. It's too hard for them. It's too much information. But when you want to play at that level, you have to play and you have to get those metrics in and out, in and out, in and out. And they have to be measurable. You are going into, this is what I was doing at my prime, uh, peak performance. And when I was, had the greatest output professionally mm -hmm. and when it, what comes up and some might say this because it's uh, glorified especially here mm -hmm. in the united states well marco you're only working nine to five and you're taking freaking breaks like i work freaking 12 mm -hmm. hour days especially new york mm -hmm. guys gals and um my father who's who's made a very high up in in the career world he would always scoff at that in a swedish way of of doing things well it doesn't matter really how many hours you put in doing it it's how you do it mm -hmm. what do you do when you're on it's not bsing around talking yeah. being on social like can you go into what what is this there's intentionality for sure how do you describe what you do when you okay do so i'm gonna notifications yep, off? i'm yeah. going to go into that but I'm, i want to answer a question before that one of the things it, it your dad people are right there's times that i work maybe 16 hours a day, I'm putting in that work because that's what's required to get it done. And I think I always say this, my coworker, it could take him four hours where it might take me 10. And you have to be self-aware that everyone's different. So it could take you two hours, but it, it might take me 12 to 16. Everyone is different. So to me, we can't generalize the time, right? What is required is for you to bust your ass. What is required is for you to get it done. Now, how long it takes you is up to you. When you say it's done, it's done. Maybe I want to work 16 hours, but tomorrow I'm not going to work. So it requires you to take 16 hours on a Monday so you don't have to work on a Tuesday or you want to take a day off on Friday. And you know it needs for a specific task, it needs 40 hours. So maybe you got to work 12 hours a day, you know, or whatever the great case is until you get it done. So timing to me, everyone has 24 hours. It's what you do with it is what you do with it. And sometimes you just got to walk away and say, this is enough for today. And sometimes there's deadlines and you got to push. So to me, when it comes to time and scheduling and doing what you need to do, everyone is different. If you only want to work six hours a day, you can. It's what you are expected to put out, right? So, so I wanted to answer your other question. Go ahead, do it. Which is, how do I get into the zone? What is it, right? What I would recommend is everyone to read uh, Josh Watkins, um, The Art of Learning. 
and in the art of learning, I think it's chapter eight. He he uh, he goes real in depth into um, how to develop a pattern to get in peak focused uh, mindset. Right. So he gave he gives an example where this guy to get into a peak performance, he has to have a, a, a catch with his kid. Um, he needs to heal, hear a Neil Diamond song and then he has to do like some sort of exercise and then he's there. And then that would take 30 minutes and it won't for him, he perfected it where it, it took him three minutes to get there. For me, it depends on the specific task, but for me, it is a scent. I have um, sage or a scented candle. I have a specific headphones and there is a specific playlist. There's my Pomodoro, and then it's go time. This is what I want to do, and I'm not going to stop until I get it done. Period. Regardless, again, it could take me two hours. It could take me eight. Are you willing to go hard? I am. I am. So I I think that is the mindset you got to have on doing stuff right if you write if you write poems if you're a a writer if you're a podcaster if if you're an editor it doesn't matter what it is there's tasks that need to be done right if you're a tutor if you have a child that you need a tutor guess what we're using a pomodoro technique 25 minutes we're going to go hard until you get it and then we're going to stop go stop go stop go So you can do this with anything you want. You know, for me, I started getting um, infatuated with time. And I love it because guess what? Everybody has the same time. It's how you use it. So every time I used to clean, I used to time myself. How long this takes. So I can tell you how long my room takes to clean or the backyard take right? Or a cleaning my clothes. So I would like put that in my head. And one thing that I do as a, as a release for my brain is clean something, something random once a day, something I put in my schedule because it gives me that release. So like I said, for me, it's, I go into this, okay, for me to clean this, I got 25 minutes. You got to get it done in 25 minutes, Marco. Come on. Don't let me down. Mm -hmm. You can't be. And it's just a game. Like, I don't like cleaning, but now it's a game. I just Mm -hmm. put a game in front of me. Can you get it done in 25 minutes? Yes. So, you you know, it's, it's, how do you talk to yourself is is super important. Mm -hmm. You know, I I love myself. Yes. I don't think no one loves me more than me, but for me, I, I like, I want to be in a good space. I want to be happy. So cleaning doesn't make me happy, but if I make it a game, it's going to make me happy. Right. And, and that's to me, the mindset that makes you go ahead and challenge yourself. Like many people that aren't on that peak performance will laugh at you. And I'm like, keep on laughing. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, you know, the way I live 
And I, I tell you, if there's one thing that I would recommend everyone watching this, hearing this, to walk away with is don't react to your day. Be proactive. Hmm. Picasso, be proactive. Create your day from from morning to night. And, you know, for me, if it's anything that that I can do or anything like that, you could you could definitely reach out to me. But go ahead. Any 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 other questions? I'm ready. I'm ready to fire. All my tips and tricks are ready to go. Being so dialed in, having everything planned out shortens creativity at times. Google Mm -hmm. has this practice, too, where you are allowed a, a certain amount of time just to this is your passion project time. You go off and do whatever. And there is, I mean, evidence that this is where some of the best inventions have come about. Have you implemented something of that sort in your life? Uh, I would say on the weekends, um, sometimes I doodle, write things down, um, take a walk, try to, like I said, try to create. I think, I think really in the morning, you know, um, there's those to do's that I need to do, but I try to imagine like new things and cool things. And how do I get those like pull those strings so I can create and, and do more. Right. I think, I think it's important to take time out and be reflective and how do you become creative? That's one thing I was working on uh, two years ago. It's, you know, I, I think people be like, Oh, it's natural talent. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe, I believe in natural talent. Yeah. Like you don't have to work at it as good, but you, you become shitty. I believe you need to put in the work. So I was, I I put in the work so I could like be more creative, right? I created this whole process. I bought some books where I can doodle, um, create, think of problems that are out there that I'm having, or that, you know, I want to create in, in a certain space and be creative. Who said you can't be creative? I can be creative anytime, right? It's it's the perspective you have on it, right? Of course, if I draw a stick figure, it's not going to be a work of art. But guess what? It's all about perspective. It's a work of art to me. It's what I did. It's, it's the work that I've put in. And I think a lot of times it's like you look for other people so they can say, you know, this is a win, you know, and it's impact. So it's also when you create something, it's a win for you, but how it becomes successful is other people need to need to like check off on it, right? Mm. You have a lot of structure and it's very thoroughly thought out what you do. Mm-hmm. I was on that path and what happened to me is I fell prey to the money. I fell prey to titles and mm-hmm. not doing what I wanted. Not the external circumstances affected me in a negative way. And I started going inward. And I was so dialed in in my routines. And when all of a sudden the company was scaling and management switched things up, 
moved around teams, new leadership came in, I had to adapt. I had to mm-hmm. switch and I struggled. Or mm-hmm. I was, I hit a ceiling, I reached my goal and I'm like, and it's the classic. I didn't know what my next goal was. I knew perception, like in my head what it was, but I didn't have that feeling of like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna freaking do it. I like, I, I have this, I'm gonna show you. And it was part of that was a chip on my shoulder and it's always wanting to show my father that I'm worthy enough. But now that every time I reach that level, and it's this fallacy of not re- of, of not setting your next goal, there are many things that came up and I had such immense drive and eventually I fell uh, on my own sword is I was so dialed in so often that I did not rest enough. I was um, running myself to the ground and I was so dialed in that I let go of my emotions. And I thought it was it was a distraction. My ego made it out to be in the way that, oh, well, you get this high when you you um, you get this this sale or you get this promotion or you get this praise. But it was all superficial. Mm. I thought it was I thought it was emotions that I valued. But then slowly but surely, like my relationship started going downwards as the focus was, what can I do for me and how can I dial in my life? Mm. Not about others. And um, that eventually, uh, for example, one um, mentor of mine committed suicide. And, and part of that it was in, in there are similar circumstances. When you put all your eggs in one basket, when you go so freaking hard and it's taken away from you or you fail mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. crash and burn, external circumstances do something and you are just, you're a mess. I had to take quite a bit of time doing the extreme opposite and I, I had to just be I had to do a lot of reflection I had to do a lot of rebuilding uh, at one point I, I switched jobs and I had been in a startup go-getter chasing mentality always new shiny and uh, 120% and then it went to well we're gonna take it methodically and every day We'll see what we get done. And I'm like, I'm going insane. I need it. Like, let's do this. And it was, that was not the reality. And it was incredibly complicated. And it forced me to look inside of myself and also who are the people around me. Then I realized it turned my attention to my family more and made me realize, okay, well, how, how do I cultivate what's within? How do I cultivate a relationship within myself where my own happiness, where how I feel about myself is not dependent on what I do. Mm. Um, why I would get, say, yeah. you know, for, for me, and this is just my opinion, I really don't believe in burnout. Mm. I, I just don't because I don't, if I don't like something, I'm not going to do it. Right. If it, for me, to me, burnout is like you doing something and you don't like doing it. Like, I don't want to wake up in the morning. I don't want to go to work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to that to me, that's burnout. And to me, it's like you have the wrong goal or something like that. Again, this is all my opinion, because if you have a goal and you're doing it every day and you're feeling like you don't want to do it, then it's the wrong goal. Like, unless you have, to me, to me, 
unless you have like some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain where, you know, you're, you're feeling a certain way. I, I get that. I do. But to say I'm burnt out from this job, to me, it's just like, you don't have the right goal. You're at the wrong job. You're doing the wrong thing. And that's, that is just my opinion. Many people I've gone to, they like, you're wrong, this, that. I'm like, okay, that's just, that's just, again, don't fault me. It's my opinion because every day I wake up, first thing I do is thank God my heart didn't stop last night. Now let's fucking get it. <laughs> now let's go. Mm -hmm. Now let's give it 120 the way we need to do it. And that's, to me, that's it. How can you, how can you be burned out of something you love? that you have energy for that you that that you're grinding for to me it just it honestly it doesn't make i i don't understand that right maybe someone else one day could like help me bring it because i'm always the opposite well do you love it do you have energy do you have any chemical imbalances no okay so so what's the issue maybe you need a break go get a vacation go to maui sip some my ties or pina colada or something like that. But I, I, I just love what I do. If I didn't do this, I would find something else that I love to do and be, try to be the best at it and, and the best that I could be, not the best that someone else could be. And, and, and another thing is, you know, you, you refer to it like pointing to your pops. Like, did you want to be the best? Because you wanted to be the best or you just wanted to show him, yo, I could do it big. Right? So this is why I say I'm hard on me. Because mm -hmm. I'm hard on me. I don't, I'm not hard on anyone else. I'm not, I'm not saying I want you to be proud of me. I don't give a fuck if you're proud of me or not. I'm proud of myself. When I walk in, I can have my chin up, chest out. Because I know I've given it all I got from a good perspective right mm -hmm. from love but like for me this is this isn't it's not me like rah rah hippity this is m my thoughts speaking to myself daily i'm speaking to myself daily this is what i say to myself and it is and it is what it is i don't i don't like it's great to have champagne moments so one thing i do with my schedule is what is your champagne moment today? Hmm. What you pop the bottle? What's, what what is that going to be? Create it. Uh -huh. Create your champagne moment, hmm. and then try to predict the glass being broken. What what event could that be? Hmm. And then could you avoid it? See, hmm. these are games. These are amazing games you get to play in the morning when you're creating your schedule. I'm not faking it what's your champagne moment my champagne moment of the day is speaking to you mm. this is and that's and that's what it is is there going to be a broken glass i don't think so i think at seven o'clock 7 p.m i'm going to the gym and i'm going to get my ass whooped that's not going to be my champagne moment but i know i'm going to get my ass whooped today because i've seen the workout mm. but this is my champagne moment mm. and and i think you have to celebrate every day like i did that Pat yourself on the back, hmm. right? Last Thursday, I was at the gym. Sorry, last Friday, I was at the gym. 
and I finished this whole workout, complete workout. Mm. And I patted the shit out of me like no tomorrow because it was a new gym and they're doing all these things. And, you know, they have the COVID protections and everything, but the workouts are like for like real athletes. Like, and I, and I finished the workout. We're talking CrossFit, right? Yeah. 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 Like, you know, not that you're going to hurt yourself. It's in between CrossFit and like, you know, normal movements, not the herc and jerk stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I have a past and what, what gym we might as well give a shout out. Uh, it's, it's Savage uh, Gym. It's Savage Gym in California. But so I gave myself next month. The goal was next month to complete an entire workout. Because it, it is that damn hard. Like today, I know I'm going to give it all she's got. The likelihood of me finishing, I don't know, but I'm going to give it all she got. Right? I'm not going in the mindset as I'm not going to finish it. I know it's hard, right? But last Friday, I finished it. I was like, shit, I'm two weeks ahead. I gave myself all of February to finish one workout. Mm. So I, pat, I, I smelled the roses. Smelled the roses. I came home. It was a 6 a.m. workout. I came home at 7.15 and I was kicking my heels here because it was my champagne moment that was unexpected. Mm. And I was like glowing happy because I, I hit my goal. Goals feel good, but you got to set more goals. Right. And Go, you, goal. What, so when you achieve your, your champagne moment, how quickly do you get back after and set your new goal? I think, you know, my new goal is for next month, two in a row, two workouts in a row. Mm -hmm. Like these workouts are no joke. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and my goal for, for fitness is to go, you know, just two days back to back. I work on Monday to Friday, just two days. It could be Friday and then the following Monday, but just two back to back workouts that I could complete. And it's, it's, it's just short steps. And then this is what I'm saying. If I don't complete it on February, guess what? I got March. Don't be too hard on yourself, but I got March. Mm -hmm. But my goal is that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they set goals and they, they feel, they feel crushed. And I think, you know, it's okay not to hit your goals as long as you get back on the horse and you continue pushing is important. And then you have your accountability partners, right? The people that you trust that say, hold me accountable to this. Hold me to, you know, put my feet to the fire or something like that. And you need those. I call them consiglietes. I have many of them. And I have them in different fields. So my health mm. guy is Ronald Edding. Shout out to him. I go to him for advice and, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? Give me your 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 uh, recipes for cooking certain meals. I call him Ron, Chef Ron. Um, you know, for technical advice, I have someone for that. You know, I have my doctor for my health. I have all of these people in my life that I can call life advice, relationship advice, health advice, you know, nutrition, it, it goes on and on. So you need a lot of, of mentors. You can't have a guru that just has covered everything. It's not gonna, it's, it's not a good look. Few things come up 
the power of your inner circle of influence is freaking huge. Second one is pertaining to burnout. You do something very significant. This ties in with number three too. You set boundaries. You're very clear about your boundaries. And you, when you are on, you're on what it sounds like and present in what, what you're doing. You're not somewhere else. And, and I'll tell you what happened with me is I get so energetically charged with what I'm passionate or love doing that I have a hard time shutting off. Regardless, if I step into family time, I'm like, oh, my mind's like I have an inner visualization of what's happening and what I need to do because I'm so into it while I'm having a conversation and listening in the same time. And it doesn't matter sometimes if I work out or meditate or whatever it is it still is there if I'm that into it. What's wrong with that? Because yeah. I, I would love, I love that. Because while I'm doing stuff, I'm, I'm counting numbers and doing things I'm going to do. And sometimes I'm not present, but it's because I don't want to be present. Hmm. Right? I, I might be talking to somebody. It's not good, a good thing, but the the call or, or who I'm talking to, it's kind of like I'm wearing out what's more important these numbers that i'm thinking about i'm present i'm hearing what you're saying but i'm not 100% there because i have these cycles going i don't think there's nothing wrong with that i think it's it's your passion drives you your passion wakes you can you sh- i mean it's important if you have your significant other or your children and you and you can't let it go that that might be an issue right but I, I mean, there's meditation, shut, shut your brain off, try to, try to hold it down. For me, I love, th- this is like hacking the brain. It's, to me, this conversation is all about hacking the brain. And, and I love reading about the brain, how to have a manual, a manual for me that I've created to help me to help me remember stuff, do stuff, be a high performer. And when that brain is going, let it flow. You ever wake up in the middle of the night, I have a paper and a pad right by my desk. I mean, my nightstand. Because mm-hmm. I wake up sometimes ready to jot down what's in my brain. You know, one, one thing that I learned is write down your dreams. People say, oh, I don't. I don't remember it. You know how you do it? When you wake up, don't open your eyes, close it. Start training your brain and your mind to remember what you dream about. And there's sometimes that I wake up and I don't write it down, but during the day it's like, oh, I dreamt of that. So you're aware of stuff. This is like, to me, it's, it's, it's taught. It's not natural. Right. And, and, it goes along the line like everything matters. Everything matters, man. The conversations you have, the things you do, what you think of, just your energy, you're putting it out there. It all matters. So why not do it? And and this is the thing, being kind, loving each other, but just taking it by like just doing your best. And and for me, if you if you if we have a conversation off, it's still with that passion and love and people will know that, but I have so much love and compassion 
for people in general. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I and mean, I hope that, I'm sure my family members would be like, they'll say amazing things about my heart and who I am because I really care for other people and want the best for everyone. I never, I can't, I don't recall <laughs> anyone in my, for me, anyone that I'm like, I wish bad on that person or I don't want that person to win. Never, never, ever, ever. I want that person to win, even if it's a, a rival, right? Because even that rival that's going to get better, it's going to bring you up. You have to perform at that level. So, you know, you always want to, you always want to put the positive vibes out there and, and want people to do good. And, you know, don't feel sorry for people. You know, uh, in in certain contexts is what I'm saying, and I'm I'm like, oh, this is hard and good, good. Do more. Like push yourself to more. And a lot of people, you know, it's trust me when I tell you, it's laziness because I used to be there. But then once you start under the understanding the late the the traits, like the definition of laziness. Like, it's not laziness, it's just a word. It's like, why don't you want to work and you'd rather be on the couch watching TV? Like, once you start, that's to me lazy, right? Or I want to play video games and not do what I have to do to become a better human. That's laziness. Dreams is something a lot of high performers do not speak mm-hmm. of. Why does that play a factor in your life and explain how you integrate and learn from them? I think they are like a computer has a subtask, subprocesses. And I think that is a open process when you're sleeping where it allows you to create and work on problems. So like, again, people out there might be like, oh, this guy's a little bit out there, but I don't give a fuck. So I tell my brain when I go to sleep, I want you to, I want you to work on this for me. Good looking. I appreciate it when I wake up. I know you're going to have something for me, but I want you to dream about this. We're in there. Right. Most of the time, maybe not. Maybe it's just like running and doing stuff. And I certain that why was this person in my dream? And I haven't even. Right. But I try to to command what I dream of to help me out and, and figure out a problem. You know, why am I eating so much? Can you help me out there? Figure out a figure out what's going on there. Is there something chemically wrong that that's going on? And I just tell my body sometimes, heal, heal, heal. Like I'm sore, my back is hurting. Heal that that place for me. I'm pushing all my energy for there. Or I might be working on a project and say, hey, I'm having this issue, this error. Can you try to help me? So when I wake up, I could, you know, look at all angles. And, and that's what I do. You're going to dream anyway. You're going to hit REM sleep. If you're not hitting REM sleep, you're going to have a short life. And this is why I tell you, you know, 
Damn, I wish I had my phone over here so I could give you the stats of last night um, that I have on on there. So, you know, you're you're you got to measure it. Everything is measurable and especially sleep because sleep impacts your performance. That's why I said everything matters. If I don't hit X amount of look, what I do know is I need six hours and 53 minutes to perform at my highest level. Six hours and 53 minutes of sleep to perform at my highest level. I need at close to four hours at least of rim. Or I don't get that high, maybe two and a half, sorry, two and a half. But I have the stats there, right? And and this is I, I rate I rate it. Like in the mornings, I, I document I slept X, I did this, I did that. I feel like a freaking animal. I'm a lion. Right? So that's that's what I would say. That's what I would say. You know, everything is measurable. Measure it. Be a metrics nerd. And there's a lot of things out there for you to be a metric a metrics nerd. This aura ring is a little expensive, but it's so worth it because you're going to be on this planet for a long time. And to other people, it's short, but, you know, you have, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to sleep. I think it's, I think it's a third of your life you're going to sleep. So, I mean, you need the metrics. You need to perform at a high level. You're going into the area that was my downfall, and I was breaks and sleep, because mm-hmm. I had looked up to these people and the notion of, well, if you're gonna work, mm-hmm. you don't need sleep. Like who else is out there right now doing what you want to do, but they're taking that from you because you're not out there working. Like sleep, sleep mm-hmm. when you're dead. It's kind of it's that notion. I'm like, okay, well. Hearing these people sleeping four hours, six hours, I'm like, okay, well, all right, let's get it. And I started sleeping six hours and then had my daughter and um, I was biking to work and I was listening to a podcast there. I was, uh, throughout breaks, I was doing what we did here. I mean, do hourly breathing sessions. I was having everything locked down. I was waking up. So I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And I had my own time, and I did visualizations. I did, um, I did, um, I had power moves. I had uh, things that I said to myself. I got myself mm. in state, and then mm-hmm. I just I killed it. And then I was I was listening to, um, I was going back on a train, reading a book, and taking a bike up a big steep hill, listening to another podcast as I was working out, listening probably to a third podcast. And by the time I'm ready for dinner now, I'm cooking dinner, um, I'm I'm very, very exhausted. Eventually, maybe after a year, I just stopped retaining information. I uh, um, I forgot things mid-sentence. Mm. I did not take vacations and I did not take breaks, but I was freaking loving what I was doing. And that is you're going into that um and that's what i think is amazing about you you set those boundaries like you're saying well if you burnt out take a break like take a vacation rediscover who you are for me it was a really damn long reset time period because i pushed myself for so long uh, with such intensity and what you're saying there with dreams having intention i think that's spectacular that you do it i've heard that before from experts is setting an intention hey 
this is my question this is what i want answers to and being just saying it out loud or even saying it to yourself i think that's incredibly powerful and something that i want to start implementing now as well and that happens for example in meditations for me and uh these things like you said sub processes mm -hmm. um these things answers just start popping up it's it's counterintuitive when we're always when you hear you you hear myself speak at times always go 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 mm -hmm. go but then when you do take breaks be intentional about it we even know that okay well i have made the intention to take a break now at 11 30 even though i'm in the zone and i want to freaking crush it and keep going leave it yep. have the discipline and the self-love to leave oh. it because usually what happens then freaking amazing answers and things that you didn't think of will come up during that break but that I, that is my one of my greatest vices and that i struggle with to that discipline to stop at that point yeah i mean for me one thing i'm not an expert in sleeping right but there's some topics you need to do research in everyone sleeps right you need to research what type of person you are there is a i'm trying to find the book i'll i'll send it later. It, it, I read it a few years ago. I can't recall it, but it's like there was three type of people and what they need in terms of sleep, right? One thing that I would say is you have to figure out what, what you need for sleep, right? Consistency is important. Waking up at the same time every day is super important. Yep. Not a half hour later, not before. Going to sleep at a certain time is super important. Yesterday, I dropped the ball, right? I was so exhausted during the day. I took a nap and I couldn't go to sleep at the time I wanted to. And I was pissed because I knew it was going to impact me. Luckily, I did not know there today was a holiday. So I didn't, I, I, I like, kudos on me. I have more time to work and catch up on stuff. But I, I was like, all right, cool. Right. I, I didn't want to. So this is what I say about knowing yourself. Right. I woke up, looked at my phone, looked at the workout. And there was like, there's no way that I, if I do this workout at 6 a.m., I'm going to perform from nine to five the way I need to perform. So I'm not going to go at six. I'm going to go at seven at night because I, as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to go take a shower and go to sleep because I'm going to be exhausted. Hmm. So it's understanding your day, planning your day out and doing it. And it involves, you know, going to sleep on time. Like I said, however it takes you to get something done. Look, someone expects you to work 10 hours. Why should I work 10 hours if I, if I could get it done in eight? Right? Again, if you really want the job and you like it and it takes you 14 hours, are you willing to put the work in? I am. I am. Like I said, there's been multiple times last October, November, I did 80 hour weeks. Jesus. It was fun. You understand? It, it was fun. I could do 90. Right. And, and it's, it's not about, oh, you're working too hard. You burn out. I think it's a combination. Are you getting your exercise? Are the relationships you have? Is it, if, it, if that's okay with them. And then are you eating correctly? And now you're performing. Where's the stress at? You're loving what you're doing. You got to put in the work. Yes, there's some stress because you, you're doing the work. But 
These are metrics you need, everything you need, right? So I always say the same thing. Give it out. If, if you need to take four hours, if you need to sleep four hours one day, okay, that's one day. If it becomes a habit, how is this affecting you in the long run? Because I know people that perform for four hours, they sleep four hours. Mm. Like naturally, they just, they, it is what it is, right? I know other people that need 10 hours and I'm like, okay, that's what you need. Cool. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all, everyone, it's not cookie cutter. You know, what, what I do to get me in the zone, hopefully you could get one of five things. So that's, that's what I would say, man. Everyone's different. I hope, you know, people are getting some sort of insight into, you know, high performance and what it takes, right? This isn't overnight. Like people want this quick fix thing and it's patience, 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 patience. And I, I think I learned that. Like I, I learned the process. I learned to trust the process and I learned patience because overnight I'm not going to be this beast. Hmm. Like my sleeping schedule sucked when I was in my twenties, all of my twenties. It was terrible. So it is what it is. You grow, you move forward, you make things happen, and then you, you, you start evolving. And then when you're evolving, you're going to have people that's like, oh, you're changing. It's okay. Change is good. Mm-hmm. It's having other people that don't want you to change because they want you to stay at the same spot. You just got to recognize it. Yeah. The, um, the most challenging thing professionally for me has been to embrace the um, what the eye can't see and integrating what the eye can't see and you're touching on part of it dreams Mm -hmm. is part of it Uh, meditation was part of it Uh, it's more embraced now especially in silicon valley and i'll give one example so people can understand a dream factor and how has that played um, so significant importance in my life lately was i had a dream and I was doing heroin in this dream and I had this incredible high and I was just going, bouncing off the wall and I crashed and it was, it was terrible. And I woke up and I realized it's the coffee. It's caffeine. Mm. It's the caffeine that's doing this. And I've been asking myself this question, like, well, why am I feeling the way I am doing day in and day out? And I don't drink much coffee, but I'm a highly tuned person. I have a highly tuned in diet and this had a significant effect, the caffeine. So I would crash uh, 3.34 when I end my work day and I would have a lot of regret, a lot of anxiety, hard time letting go. And I would be just very, very destructive in my way of being and in my energy. Max, your question, when was this? about a month mm. let's get let's get into this because i'm a professional when it comes to this mm-hmm. a professional ask me your questions because I, i'm a, i'll give you a rundown uh back in my 20s i would drink close to 12 cups a day and i'm talking about ginormous cups like <laughs> like these cups oh okay 
like those cups. And then, you know, what I didn't know, let me, this is going to be a long winded answer, but I, when I, when I talk about being a professional, when it comes to coffee drinking, you're talking to the, to the maestro. Go all out. So throughout my, all of my, 20s and in the beginning 31 32 i would go so hard i'm talking about every hour every two hours a cup a big cup with milk half and half sugar all this and then i started like really gaining weight i'm still i'm still heavy you know what i mean but i was really gaining weight so then i was like doing i was starting to count calories and then i was like holy shit um each cup is close to like 300 to 400 calories, oh. sugar and half and half, right? It's not maybe a little less. That's maybe rangy, rangy. Like maybe throughout the day, I was drinking about 1,200 cal- like 1,200 uh, calories in just oh. coffee. Hmm. That's That's ridiculous. That's not including meals. So... I wasn't getting crashes. I was like, you need to just stop like going from 1200 and you need to start bringing that down. So I went from, I stood with everything, but then I was like, instead of half and half, I'm going to go to, you know, 2%, 1% fat free, which was disgusting. Then I would go to lattes, almond milk. Now this is Mm. fast forward, right? I used to take four spoons or five spoons of sugar. I did four, three, two, one zero and it was half and half two percent uh one percent fat free almond milk so i just what i just did there it took me around two years so i i I really recall when it happened it was 2013 when i when i realized it but i was doing it for like i think maybe 10 years so then i started just changing that habit and then in 2018, I was drinking a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I went back to New York and I was used to Silicon Valley's gourmet coffee, pinky up, mm. the best beans in the world, best lattes in the world. And you go back to New York and I had to go there for six months because uh, uh, a family member had a medical issue that needed me there for six months. And the coffee was absolutely terrible so i could only drink black coffee and that black coffee was shitty Mm. so that made me take eight cups of coffee into like i I was cutting down at the time to around four and then when i came back i think because i drank coffee so much throughout my life like i I mean literally my mom at five years old would give me a cup of coffee and say go to go to school seriously and then they thought i had add no i had caffeine running through my veins at five years old but what i'm saying is like what i decided i can't recall when i can't recall when it had to be in the last year maybe two years is you have two cups of coffee in the day and it's before 12. Mm -hmm. all black two shots of espresso i got this high-end espresso machine great beans and everything and get your flavors in Get, get it up. So what happens? Two cups. If it's 1201 and you only have one, it's your fault. 
because I told you to do that, right? Done. Look, this was my second cup of the day. Mm. It's still, it's cold, but it's past 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 there is, for me, there, there isn't any crash. And I think, you know, I would recommend anyone addicted to anything to like wean themselves off. You're going into uh, a concept of micro progression of, of having small goals, just achieving small goals. Mm. And I think that's, that's freaking key. Like, don't go for mm. it. <laughs> don't go for the elephant kill right off the bat. Like, yeah. <laughs> get yourself a bunny first. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's small just, wins. Yeah. It's small yeah. wins. It's like, it's like doing your bed when you wake up. You already won, right? But at yeah. the end of the day, any goal, whatever makes you feel good, do it. So I just put myself, look, you're not having it after 12. So I don't, I don't have any crashes, but if you do have any crashes, how much water are you drinking? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a question that I have for you. How much water do you drink before three? Mm-hmm. Uh, I function well on very little water. Um, at least that's what I <laughs> have. Uh, do tell, myself do tell, please. Uh, going into exact measurements. Um, Everything is metrics. Remember, everything is metrics. Yeah. And this is something I used to be more dialed into. I drink. uh, So right now, fast in the morning, I used Mm -hmm. to do bulletproof coffee, used Mm -hmm. to do butter, coffee, MCT oil or brain octane Mm -hmm. oil. And um, that was my my breakfast. And I did. uh, But now I'm just all I do. I stop eating at seven and my next meal is at 1130 next day for lunch without water before. So I drink two uh, cups of, not cups, it's slightly more, maybe a cup and a half. So it's equivalent of three cups in the morning of water and it's hot water. And uh, that's what I have. And is that, why, is that, do you do that when you wake up? Uh, it's like half an hour, 45 minutes in. Okay. And um, uh, I've tried the the salt and the lemon elixir that some people talk about does mm-hmm. not work for me. And uh, so I go to that, but yeah, I, um, I usually drink water sometimes in the afternoon. Um, and I need to pick that habit back up again. I don't drink with my meals. Um, and then I go into working out probably I used to drink about almost, I would say half a gallon when I worked out, mm-hmm. not anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where usually my water drinking ends. And a big part of why I don't do this is I have a rather small bladder. I go to the bathroom so freaking much and it annoys me, annoys the crap out of me. Um, So it ruins flow, (laughs) in my opinion. And if we're in a, let's say, doing a podcast like this or doing a meeting, if I have, let's say, a cup of water uh, before we would jump on this podcast i probably need to go to the bathroom two or three times and i'm like no that's not worth it uh so i'd be very (laughs) this is part of the habit too so i i I admit the more i drink the less i also need to start going to the bathroom i'm aware and i'm curious to i mean obviously you know a thing about this because you're you're putting me on the spot here you drink a gallon a day i have attempted i've attempted to doing this it's freaking nightmare i lose my appetite I go to her bathroom all the time mm-hmm. and I just have a very hard time just, just drinking the water. Cause I'm like, this is freaking hell. And I don't see any benefit from it. So 
I'll leave it at that. It's all on right. you, Marco. So there's a few things. I'm going to give you an example. I remember back in 2015, I was on, I was on like um, a diet and, and it was, it was, um, I wanted to get into eating avocado. You know, uh, my family eats a lot of avocado. The problem is avocado, for some reason, gives me some horrible pains in my stomach. So what I did was I was like, really? Okay. This is when I was just like trying to mess with my brain. I was like, I'm going to eat avocados every single day until there's no more pain. You're going to get used to it. You're going to have to get used to it. And guess what? For the first two weeks, every time I was curled up in my like couch in pain. And I was like, get <laughs> tomorrow's going to happen again. I got my pillows here. I got a little, little, like uh, a little thingy, a uh, little cover. I'm, I'm, I'm ready because I believe you're going to have to get used to this pain, mm. meaning body, get used to eating avocados and whatever it does and figure it out. It figured out itself, whatever the case is not to eat avocado, no problem. But for like those two weeks and any time I ate it before, it would just destroy like pain. Ow, ah, I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So what I would say is with the water thing, get over it. Get over it. Uh Like do it and keep on taking pisses. And then people think I'm crazy. I'd be like, no, you're not going to the bathroom. Hold it until whatever I need to do is finished. Like chill. It's not, they say it's not healthy, but what I'm saying is, you know, who's, who's control of this vessel? I am chill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there's a trick, right? Let's say if you're in a podcast and you really got to go, you could smack your hand as hard as you can. And it, your, your brain shifts over to the pain instead of like, you're going to the bathroom. Sure. Now that's extreme. The other thing is how extreme is this? Are you in a room? Mm-hmm. Have a piss bucket. I love you. <laughs> like, have a piss bucket. But what I would recommend is as soon as you wake up, what I do is shoot 32 ounces straight to the face before anything. Hydrate my body. It could be hot, medium, cold, whatever. 32 ounces straight to the face, and the day begins there. Hmm. You're dropping bombs here, Marco. Left and 32 right. ounces. You- yeah, you're calling me out. Like I, I thought, okay, being a former strength coach, being a a, I would like to call myself a biohacker. Mm-hmm. You're freaking, you're you're raising the bar. Like you're calling me out, and I appreciate, I got them appreciated. So thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I would say is, you know, they have these um gallons where you 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 know sure do that. I'm not but, doing a bodybuilding style, but yes. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I would say is, can you um chug? 32 ounces? Sure. I would say chug twice, three times a day. Anytime yeah. you, you want something, have have one of these. Look. Right. Sure. I always have this around because I've given up everything. You're thirsty, you drink water. Mm-hmm. No orange juice, no apple juice, no Pepsi, no nothing. I used to love, I'm talking about, love my my sparkling water Mm. and then someone challenged me when you when you challenge me 
I is ready to go. So they challenged me and it, it changed my habit. Now I'm just like, ah, I'm good. Right. But the first thing I do this to this, you know, in terms of activity, 32 ounces of water off the rip. And I take a shot of um, this thing called Nutri, uh, Nutriburst Plus, which has all these vitamins and nutrients and it gets me where I need to go. Then I check on everyone. Then I get my coffee. I don't need it. I just want to enjoy it. You know, me and my mom have this ritual. I go and check on her, bring her a coffee. I have my coffee and let's chit chat and watch TV and see how uh, shit is going. Right. So you have these, these habits, these rituals, and it is what it is, but I will challenge you to say at least minimum, try to get 95, 94 ounces of water in you and then push mm-hmm. it, push it up. It, mm-hmm. it It's not that difficult. You forget because you're going on and on, but you know, metrics, let's go back to metrics. Sure. You want, you want to go back? After you take 32 ounces of water, how long does it take for you to go to the bathroom? Is it an hour? See, we're going back to we're we're going back to time. Sure. Yeah. Right. And 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 the crashes, I believe, and this all revolves around your crash and your dream. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I believe if you're hydrated, that will give you the energy you need. I I, re, I this is again. I'm not a pro. But my energy is is up because I'm mindful that we are performers. So when I say crash, I mean a mental crash of not energy. I'm not talking energy in the body, but a mental crash of my brain has been on just full lockdown mode. And I've been doing so much Mm. that I've not processed everything that I've done. And when I hit that time that I stop and it's workout time. Now all this stuff starts coming up. I'm like, ugh. And there's anxiety usually because, and this is how I end my day, and this needs to be intentional. Focus on a good note. Or focus and on a good note every single day. You determine how you end every single day. Mm. If you, and, and that is because it will lead into everything else that rest of your day. It's like your champagne moment. Try to have the champagne moment, for me at least at the end of the day because it will follow me for the rest of the day and going into the next day too so be very intentional like plan things in that will bring up your spirits and that's something i need to i need to get to myself too it's just how do i bring up my spirits and end on a good note that i know as has a high success rate so i'm happy i feel like we've like like i've been there so many times like what you're saying, I'm like, man, this is this is like me. This is me. And these this is like research that I've done. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see me and I'm sitting down, a arm length away, I have one of these. Because at the end of the day, or I have one of these. So what I do at the end of the day. It's pen and because, paper. For, for, for those of you who are just listening, yeah. it's a... A pad and a paper. A pad and a paper right next to me. Sorry about that. Um, What I do is at the end of the day, I write stuff down. Why? Because I would go hanging out with my boys. And remember, I was telling you my knobs were turning. I started getting like, I don't want to say it's anxiety. It's like, this is a waste of time. Why am I here? 
this is a waste of my time. I don't want to be here. I need to, I got these things on and right. I have to do it. Yeah. So what I would do is to get over that is write the stuff that I need to do the next day. And, you know, I'm going to show you and I'll, I'll let the listeners know, this is just a task list of things that need to get done tomorrow. And then I, put them into my day and I'm like now you can shut those tabs from your browsers down shut them down don't 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 let them shut you out because I got you you're not going to forget they're all on the paper and then if you you know get anxiety off of that you have to put a number of how long it's going to take you to get things done because this is where we go with time again let's it's, it's, it's an infinity loop. So if you have eight hours tomorrow and you got five tasks and each task is, is going to take you two hours, that means you can't stop today. Whenever your deadline is mm-hmm. just means you can't stop today. Right. If you have a deadline tomorrow and you need to do something, something needs to give. Mm-hmm. But if those five tasks, if their priority a is one hour, and priority D, let's say, is a half hour and you don't really need to do it. Okay, you can stop. Well, no problem. Just circle that priority A that you have to do. And the other thing is I'm very task-oriented, right? So I don't do task B unless A is done. That's hard when you got so many balls up in the air, mm-hmm. right? Wow. This is th- These are so many different complex topics Right. But they're they're built on years and years of things that have happened to me that now they're second nature and I can react to it the way I react to it. Yeah. And and want, pe- yeah. people just like, oh, this, that and the other. But it's super important because these are things that have come up over the years. So now they're second nature. So people could ask me, what do you do with this? And I'm like, here you go. Cause I did the research and I put in the work back then. So I understand it now and, and it's over. So time is the, what I brought up on this call that we're on this mastermind call was uh, vulnerability and that is part of it. But time is really the word that I'm getting after the concepts, my relationship with it to it this year and time in greek ancient greek is time and mm. that's honor time is honor and um i want to really get after the relationship that i have with time and honor how i treat that relationship because that is the greatest de- detriment mm. in my life right now and i know because that has been I have a tendency to be late to things and it usually affects the people mm. that I care about the most because I know they will love me regardless. But it's something that is a self-destructive pattern. If you go very deep, it's something that I do. It's self-sabotaging because I know then I can push the envelope slightly more to do something else that would gain me slightly more satisfaction. But if you take it a layer deeper, it's self-sabotage because I don't think I'm worthy of love. So I, I make myself late. There's, there's so much right? to unpack it's, there. It's, I, 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 I greatly appreciate you even sharing this because a lot of people will not share it. So there's a lot of things to break down there, right? So for instance, 
what is your relationship with time? It, it shifts depending on how I feel. And that is why stoicism has been significant and why I've been going away from at times how I feel and just getting after what is right over what's fast, easy, or comfortable, or choosing courage over comfort, or practicing what I preach, practicing what I preach over pro just professing and talking let's, about it. Let's dig deep on this. So do you, because it, it seems like you're not pinpointing time, do you prior, prioritize accomplishing a task over time? Can you rephrase that? So uh, if you have 10 tasks, do you give a shit when it's done as long as the 10 tasks is done? Do you care what, what time it's done in? Or do you care, you know, to. one, two, as long as they're done, they're done? In theory, I know start with the most significant mm -hmm. one. I don't do it. Um, it's a relationship I'm trying to figure out. Part of, uh, and this is going deeper into what we what we spoke of, growing up, it was a, I always pushed, um, it was, I, I love to get involved into things where I lose focus of everything else because I'm so into what I'm doing. I think that's one of the greatest state, you can, you can mm -hmm. call it flow. But that lose, makes me lose track of time. And I will always think, oh, well, I'll, I'll remember time. And I forget about time. Oh, well, let me squeeze in as much as possible. Just because I enjoy doing things. I enjoy doing a lot of things and the satisfaction that it brings. Part of that, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't trained myself to be comfortable in stillness and with myself and the thoughts that come up. And how I think that the thoughts run me not the other way around is the is the yeah. thoughts distracting you yes. okay so here's the thing again i've i've like the things we talk about i i live through them because i wanted to be a peak performance and i don't want people to think like i know it all i just been through this shit like how do i be the best and and be so mindful and write things down so when you're working and shit pops up have your notepad and write it down on the Pomodoro technique. After your 25 minutes, those five minutes, if they was that important, you should tackle it. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't that important, you'd be like, why did my brain think of this? True. So, so that distraction is going to happen. You can't control every thought that pops in, you know, notifications distract you, everything distract you. How do you limit everything to be focused and this is what the top performers do. Like you read about, like I read about these top performers because I want to be a top performer. I want to like be at the top of my game. I want to be the Michael Jordan of me. That means the best of me, not the best in the game uh, that I'm in. It's being the best of me. And I'm still so far away. But I feel like every day I'm going ahead and, and getting better. So, you know, the relationship of time is, here's the thing. Oprah is a billionaire. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. The guy in the projects in Castle Hill from the Bronx, he's not a billionaire. 
But what we have all in common is 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's what you do with those 24 hours. And I figured this out 2016. I remember when I figured it out. So you know the difference between all the people I just mentioned? People that you know that give you shortcuts to get to that next level. People like yourself putting out podcasts that maybe one person might, one person might get something out of it. And that's why for me, it's important to do something like this because it's important if one person gets it and this only has one view, who cares that one person got it? Kudos to you, Sebastian, for making this because you changed one person's life. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, look, I don't know, you know, if you're doing this for money, to help people, whatever the case is, but let's say for two years you did this and you only had one person a week listening to your podcast. You have one person that you're changing their lives. Right? Everybody's like, oh, I want 4,000 and 8,000 and 100,000 people streaming. Think of just one over zero. You're changing one person's life. Mm-hmm. And the person that I'm speaking to that's listening to this, thank you. And you can always reach out to me because I always believe can I change one person's life in any way? And, and, and these techniques, It's just years and years. And the question I had when I was at Home Depot is why I am here today because I was going through all these things and why am I distracted? And I have this, that, and the other, and I'm not sleeping well and I can't concentrate. And all of these things happen. It's people, most people just let it go. They don't want to ask those hard questions to then create what they need to create. It's hard to change. It's hard to create a spreadsheet and have metrics on how much you sleep. Or it's just hard to understand the Pomodoro techniques and what you spend your time on. Shit, I spent my time on YouTube over 40 hours, but I loved it. But can I cut that down? Oh, wait. Maybe I could get a subscription to YouTube so I could get a premium and I don't get commercials anymore. And that saves me 10 hours. See how this works? It's asking those questions that make sense. Because every single time I get time back, if I cut and make shortcuts, I get more time, more time, more time to do other things. That's why to me, I fall in love with like time. I have a healthy relationship with time because it doesn't give me anxiety. It's how can I do it better so I can have more time? How can I sleep harder or faster so I could perform better during the times I'm up? And I, 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 it's a game to me. It's a game to me and I love it. So for me, when I hear the things that you're like struggling with, I'm like, dude, I could give you the time. I could give you the year. If you want, I could give you the month. Because I remember when that happened. I remember when those things were there when I was puzzled. I remember when in 2016, when I decided to move from Maryland to California, 
I wrote, I read Hatching Twitter. If you read that book, it's going to make you want to come and, and tackle the gold rush of tech industry in the Valley. Hmm. And that's what I did. And, it, and I caught the bug and I'm, I'm happy for it. I loved it. It was a great experience. I think that's an incredible way of wrapping this up to uh, Marco. There is plenty more in the tank, I can tell. And I think there will be we need a part two at a later time. We need a yes. part two of this. Yes. You give me a part two. I think, you know, one of one of the things on the part two that we need to do is we'll have a separate call and, and we'll go way more tactical and, and go into the weeds on on certain things like give websites out. Here's, you know, this Chrome extension. Here's these tools like we'd even get into the help tools, the, the, the self-help tools that you need to implement into your life to take it to that next level. Right. That's, that's a whole part two. It's a whole different ball game when you start introducing software and tools and people and, you know, everything, dude, everything, mm. it needs to be hitting, firing at all cylinders. What happens when you're firing at all cylinders, you're like a freight train that can't be stopped. Mm. What, what are a few things just to leave the listeners and watchers mm -hmm. with a few top of mind tips and tricks of uh, practical websites, people, what, what comes to mind? Sure. Go off in a minute. Sure. I would say um, definitely be focused, um, which is a application for the Mac for Windows. I would definitely, which I really love is called Focus Commit, which is a Pomodoro technique that allows you to um, create like a cabana board for your projects and things that you want. I love it. I think that that might be my favorite because it lets you boost your productivity. It gives you those metrics that we've been talking about, um, statistics, because that's how you measure. You need a measure. Look, any any goal you have, if you're not measuring that goal of how you're going to get to that destination, it's just a pipe dream. Um, I definitely would say Notion. Take some tutorials. Watch uh, Thomas Frank's YouTube. Subscribe to him. He is also a, a productivity, productivity guru. Um, definitely get Spotify. Create a playlist that gets you in the zone. You know, um, you want to have conversations with colleagues, make sure you do it over Slack, you know, create a Slack channel, invite people there. It's better than text because if you're, you know, everyone's in their home now and you're in front of a computer, Slack is just better where you can uh, query um, things that you probably said in the past. Um, make sure, you know, you have the right, headphones, speakers, you know, whatever you need to, to get yourself in a zone, put yourself in, in a, a good productivity environment. So for instance, when I'm in my office, which I'm in right now, it's about work. It's about going hard. When I go into my bedroom, it's about going to sleep. I'm not going in there to hang out. Not going in there to like turn on the TV. The TV's in the living room. You want to do that? Cool. I want to take a break. I got a little meditation room. 
oh, I want to read, there's another area here. So what I do is segment all of certain things that I want to do, certain activities that I need to do. And that's kind of what I've been doing over these last eight months, close to a year now on, on lockdown. Um, I really want to say I 10x myself over this last year. If, if you want to go read about um, Sir Isaac Newton when he was, uh, I think it was the Black Plague, when he, he, when he um, uh, created and, and invented the whole gravity thing, I think it was during lockdown. So, you know, why not you? Mm-hmm. Create something, build something, take it to the next level. I think people stress so much about, you know, uh, everything being locked down. It's like, this is the time to be, have those inner conversations. Boom. That's the way to end it right there. Marco, where can people find you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, you could f- go on Twitter um, at Marco Figueroa, at M-A-R-C-O-F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A. And on there, uh, you have my LinkedIn profile that you could go and, and link, you know, we could connect on LinkedIn as well. Sebastian, it was a pleasure. I mean, you know, as I have said things over this course of, of time, it feels like I'm talking to a mirror. Like I, I need to, I always say when I speak, it's re-implementing what I know. So it was a pleasure to be on here. And I tell you, I want to be on a part two. I want to be more strategic. I want to have a conference call about it so we could take your users and give them tools to, to walk away. And maybe, you know, it could be not, so long of a of a conversation but a 30 30 minute hard hit one two three four five six seven eight nine ten here's some actions here's some things mm-hmm. to do you know you know we we could break it down into sections health productivity you know all these things and i know you know it'll be awesome episode and i'm looking forward to to hearing the other people on your podcast i can't wait marco like i said earlier you're diamond in the rough. You might not have the millions of followers or the name that everyone recognizes, but the quality of what you have brought up today and the energy, the enthusiasm, the passion is, <laughs> I mean, up there with some of the biggest names out there. Oh, you you freaking, you showed up, Marco, and uh, you delivered value that made me like, wow. I'm checked right now and I'm fucking awesome. going to get after it. So. Awesome. Awesome. I, like I said, I, I'm happy to um, be your accountability partner and, and, you know, we definitely over, over Slack, I'll, I'll give you my number and we need to stay in touch because your energy and, and some of the things that you think about um, I'm, I'm not there. Right. So I need, I need to think on, you know, where, where you're at, because, you know, I'm, I'm a freight train going, I'm on the left lane doing 160, not even 120, but 160. And, uh, and I'm not trying to pull over to the shoulder, especially this year. Hmm, so hmm. I am, I am grateful. I definitely, like I said, think of part two and I want to do it soon. So people can walk away. It's early in 2021, right? Maybe we do a special, a special edition in, in some way, I definitely want to do that. And, and that's a task that I'm going to start doing like a productivity list. So then the next time part two, we could just go quick 15, 20 minutes of 
the who, what, where, and why, and why we're doing it, and take it from there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm, I'm just still recording. We we can cut it off if we want or not. Yeah. But it's um, why I'm uh, I'm just gonna keep it running. Sure. Um, and I mean, I mean, I mean it. Like it's you. Uh, you're hitting on a lot of freaking points. Uh, it is hard to summarize this in such a captivating way that you did it with such energy and such poise in the way you do you deliver it and it's uh if you were to put something out there yourself i would listen to it that's awesome and 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 i think and, and that's not to toot my own yeah. horn but i've listened to a lot of self-help stuff and i would listen to your stuff that's man. Like that's how high quality you know, it is. Like I, I, and I have a very high bar for who I listen to. Like you, you can put shit out there on YouTube and podcasts. And I'm like, yes, I would recommend Marco. Like, and I listen to, and, and I, and I pride myself on very being very picky on the people and the closest circle. Mm-hmm. And Marco, you're freaking, you're up there, man. I pre- I, like you practice what you preach. Yeah, and and you know, just I'm happy recording because there's something, you know, we we talked about grind and grit, right? Um, some of my colleagues, like they, they're well-educated, right? Harvard, MIT, all these things, but I outwork them. Mm -hmm. This is why I am, I am where I am because my grind and, and the things that I talked about today is the reason why I'm here. It's those questions that I had that I know these motherfuckers aren't thinking about this shit the way I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting the process and they're, they're home in their sweet couches with their wine and their pinkies up and I am grinding. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure it out, right? And and I know they haven't figured it out and I know not not everybody and maybe it's just in my mind that says this. I know you ain't, you're, you're not doing research and reading books and, and doing everything the way you got to do it. I'm trying to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and don't take a shortcut. Hmm. So that's, that's what it is. That's that. Marco freaking amazing. I got another commitment and uh, yeah, I will get back. Lock me in for part two, sir. Will do. <laughs> and, and lock me in and, and, and I want it soon. So the reason why is because it's early wow. out in 2021. And if we yeah. can help people out there, yeah. we just, these these tools and these things you know that we we've implemented in our lives i know it can help one person and it's all about that thank you love it marco have an amazing rest of your day you too thank Thank you you. marco really brought it talk about a dedicated high energy man he brings me up on another level every time we talk the motivation the drive poise it's just out of this world i am grateful to have him part of my circle and i'm thankful for you tuning in if you want to connect with marco you can find all the links in the show notes as well as hack chat his podcast that he runs you can find a link in the show notes there as well thank you for tuning in and i'm sending you much love